Developing a physician assistant program, what it takes and why it's different than MD or nursing education models. You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Lisa DeAndre, your host, and with me today is Dr. Ken Harbert. Ken is a physician assistant and the president of HealthWatch, a healthcare management firm that provides solutions for the utilization of advanced practice clinicians. He is a distinguished fellow of the American Academy of Physician Assistants and serves on the board of directors of the American College of Clinicians. He currently serves as the dean for the School of Physician Assistant Studies at South College in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today we are discussing the differences between physician assistant, nurse practitioner, and MD education models. Hi, Ken. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Hi, Lisa. I'm really glad to be here. Thank you. Ken, although there are many similarities between MD, NP, and PAs in the practice of medicine, their education models are very different. You have been involved in the development of seven physician assistant programs in the United States and have acted as a consultant for 15 others. Tell us how PA programs are different from medical school education and NP programs. Well, that's a really good question. Physician assistant programs really are a hybrid, if you will, of both of those. It's a hybrid of medical school and a hybrid, if you will, of nurse practitioner programs. Let me start with nurse practitioner programs. Most nurse practitioner programs, and I hate to generalize, but I need to here, really focus on a specialty area of utilization for that person when they graduate. So their outcome education is based on either adult health, women's health, child health, neonatal intensive care. Again, a very specialized focus for someone who already has a variety of experience as a nurse. That person then is grounded in those specialty areas with certain competencies so they can provide skills at a higher level. And as we've talked about the future of PAs and nurse practitioners, we often refer to them as advanced practice clinicians, and I think that title really fits well. That's what a PA and nurse practitioner are. In regards to medical school, the difference between PA education and medical school is PA programs today are about 27 months long, whereas medical school is four years long. It's commonly referred in medical education to look at medical education training for a physician as undergraduate medical education. They go on to continue in a residency training program to specialize in an area of study, and that's called graduate or postgraduate medical education. In the undergraduate medical education program, there are very many components that are similar to PA education. So if you will, PA education is more alike and more similar to physician training or the undergraduate medical education in medical school than it is to that of a nurse practitioner. The typical curriculum for a PA program includes things like anatomy, physiology, pathology, pharmacology, microbiology, behavioral sciences, clinical diagnosis, communication interpretation skills, epidemiology, and then what we have recently defined is the core competencies for PAs, which also includes things like practice-based learning and improvement, system-based practice, and obviously very, very good interpersonal communication skills. In regards to medical school, many of these subjects are carried out in an integrated curriculum for a year and a half to two years, whereas for physician assistants, we do it in a less period of time. A good example might be a radiology course where a physician assistant program would offer it for 
maybe 10 to 12 weeks, while medical school program might integrate it over a period of a year. Same thing would go for pathology or pathophysiology, whereas a PA student might receive that in a period of 12 weeks, a medical student might get it over a period of a year in an integrated curriculum with other topics. Is it fair to say that physician assistants have a similar education model as the MD programs? Oh, I think very much so. I think the model itself, where you have didactic courses or didactic lectures, and then have a period of clinical learning where the PA student that goes out and works in a clinical practice setting, either inpatient or outpatient, with a physician preceptor is very similar to the medical school model where you would have the first two years being the didactic phase and the second two years being more of the clinical preceptor phase. Can you give us a little history on how the PA programs were started? Oh, I would be glad to. And it's important, I think, to look at the visionaries because on the East Coast, Dr. Gene Stead at Duke University created a curriculum for physician assistants that really was a generalist program focusing on didactic curriculum and a clinical learning phase. At the same time, Dr. Richard Smith on the West Coast at the University of Washington was developing a similar type of curriculum. The only difference was that Dr. Smith focused on the outcome, looking at what was needed in the community where the physician assistant would practice, while Dr. Stead was looking at a physician assistant that would augment physician practices and continuity of care within healthcare institutions such as hospitals. They were the two visionaries, and they were followed by Henry Silver at the University of Colorado who focused the pediatric program, which became the Child Health Associate Program, and a gentleman by the name of Hugh Myers, Dr. Hugh Myers, at Audison Broaddus College in West Virginia, who started the first baccalaureate program for physician assistants. And what was the rationale for creating the PA education program? In the late 60s, both these individuals were looking for someone that would augment a physician's practice because, basically, physicians were being overextended, not only in their hospital practices, but caring for their patients in rural and remote areas. On the West Coast, Dr. Smith felt that creating a framework where he would identify the skills necessary for the community and then provide a physician assistant who had military training and quite a bit of clinical experience would be very helpful to the physician in a rural or remote area. Conversely, on the East Coast, Dr. Gene Stead felt that by, again, using a military corpsman or a military medic who had excellent clinical experience, providing them two years of training with a medical school model would then allow that person to provide the ability to augment the practice for a physician in a hospital or in a rural community in North Carolina. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and I'm speaking with Dr. Ken Harbert, a physician assistant and the president of HealthWatch, a healthcare management firm, and the dean for the School of Physician Assistant Studies at South College in Knoxville, Tennessee. We are discussing the differences between physician assistant, nurse practitioner, and MD education models. So, Ken, how has the PA education been a change agent for the medical school education? Boy, that's a very important question, Lisa. Thank you for asking me that. I think what we've been able to do is, because we were the new kid in the block, we were able to utilize very innovative practices within our educational models, such as standardized patients, getting students into clinical sites early on their education, 
focusing on competency-based education, looking at the kinds of competencies that physician assistants would utilize when they would graduate, rather than the typical traditional medical school models that had been in vogue for quite a few years in the 60s prior to physician assistants coming on board. So I think basically we had to do it in a shorter period of time to create an individual with certain core competencies that would graduate and be able to assist any physician in any area of specialty. So we were creating a generalist approach to medical education. That's a little bit different than the traditional medical education model, which focuses more in the third and fourth year on people providing and looking at a different specialty for their practice in the future. What are the outcome goals for the PA education? Well, basically, we have identified goals that are very, very similar to what the Accreditation Council for Graduate Medical Education had came up with in 1999 for medical residents. And those competencies include medical knowledge, interpersonal and communication skills, patient care, obviously, professionalism, which is a very important item, practice-based learning and improvement, and systems-based practice. Each one of these competencies allow us to focus on providing our students with the best of the best kind of education and grounding so they can be excellent healthcare providers. In addition, we focus on preparing them to take the national board examination at the end of their educational experience, which is provided through the National Commission on Certification of Physician Assistants. Physician assistants are required to take this exam every six years and to be recertified throughout their careers. So what is happening in PA education today? Oh, boy, that's another good question. Basically, today we are offering PA education at a graduate level, usually a master's level, which means that we also include specific courses on health policy, epidemiology, and other courses in evidence-based medicine, which allow our physician assistants to be well-prepared for the future. Our outcomes basically make our student a very good patient-centered communicator. They have the core competencies to apply scientific knowledge and concepts, and we really focus them on becoming lifelong learners who continually search for the best evidence that provides them validity, yet allows them to remain a humanistic healthcare provider, which is what everybody as a patient really wants. We want someone who's a humanist to care for us. Let's talk about where the PA education is going. I know we have the credential creep happening, as we do in many other professions. Can you talk about that? The reason for that is we have seen many, many changes in the last 40 years. As I mentioned, Dr. Hugh Myers, back in the early 60s, started the first baccalaureate program for physician assistants. Since then, we have seen PA programs become master-level programs. Originally, PA programs were either certificate programs baccalaureate programs, and now they have continued on to become master-level programs. In the future, we will see more and more PA programs, I'm sure, turn to doctorate-level preparedness. And the reason for this is both nurse practitioners and physician assistants as advanced practice clinicians are finding that they need more and more credentials to keep up with where healthcare is going in the future. Increased technology, increased focus on practice management, increased focus on regulatory issues, and all these things mean that we need to pay greater attention at a higher level, if you will, or a higher domain for our students. And by providing them with those degrees, they are one, more marketable, and number two, they really have the core competencies that we feel that 
tomorrow's physician assistants and nurse practitioners need. Ken, how can people get more information? Well, I think all the organizations, including the American Academy of Physician Assistants, American Academy of Nurse Practitioners, certainly the American College of Clinicians, and also many, many other organizations will offer them information on how and why PA programs are being developed. They can also email me if they would like at healthwatch08 at gmail.com, and I would be happy to provide them any further information. Thank you, Ken, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Lisa. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions through our website at ReachMD.com, which now features our entire medical show library and on-demand podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hello, this is Dr. David Greer from the Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston, Mass. You are listening to the first national radio channel created specifically for medical professionals, ReachMD XM157.